0: Yo, show. We're back again. Improbably. We're improbably back. <laughs>
1: improbably?
0: Yeah. I don't know if it, it wasn't probable that we were ever coming back. Most people no, thought we were gone it's, again. It's
1: all hit or miss. But in the ensuing time, I have to say, I continue to hear people clamor for new episodes, whether I'm at a party. Whether I'm, um, you know, walking down the street and mm. car goes by and beep beep, aren't you one of the diversity hires? Yeah, I am. Where's the new episodes, nigga? <laughs> <they keep> <laughs> that has
0: literally never happened to you.
1: That's that's my dream. That's all I know I've made it. <laughs> Word. Well, what are we talking about today? Shakri. Um, today we are gonna finish the ten screenwriting commandments. Uh, Shoes, Ten Screenwriting Commandments, uh, a la Benny the Butcher, and Biggie Smalls, but for screenwriters, for nerds. I'm into it. Let's go. All right, let's just hit the music.
0: Yo, 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 the diversity hires
1: where Sherman Shoe shoot the shit about screenwriting. We are two professional screen and television writers living and working in Los Angeles and we come to you, not every week, not every month, but occasionally these days to give you the lowdown on the business, culture, and of course the craft writing for film and television from a distinctly black point of view i'm your co-host shukri hassan tillman some people call me shu i've
0: been in this game for years it's made me an animal there's rules to the shit i wrote me a manual a step-by-step booklet for you to get your game on track not your wig pushed back you know who it is the greatest screenwriter of all time the living embodiment of the Courier font, and your favorite screenwriter's favorite screenwriter, your other co-host, live from Los Angeles, Sherman Payne.
1: Live from LA. Love
0: it. Yeah, we uh, are.
1: Real, real quick before we uh, jump into um, the, uh, the, the the other five, I hope, first of all, that you guys, listeners will have heard the uh, the previous five. Hope you enjoyed them. This next five is gonna be on a similar similar tack. Cool. Um, but and Sherman has not heard them, uh nope. just like before. Blind it's react. Be a blind it's a blind reaction. reaction. Um, but before we jump into that, you know, just a real quick check-in, you know, what's going on with you and the state of the the business? Netflix is losing money, mm-hmm. the streaming wars are like, you know, changing in some kind of way, gas is a hundred dollars a gallon. Work. What's going on in your world? Well, give the people a little something about what's happening.
0: I mean, I'm grinding, man. You know, after last year when I was writing like three or four projects simultaneously, this year has not worked out the same way, Shoot, Yet, I'm still busy. So, I'm looking for the next thing. I'm pitching a ton of stuff. Uh, it's interesting that you talk about the sort of slow crumbling of Netflix. And I think we should do an episode on this soon. Yeah. I think the TV industry is going to be changing very drastically in the next few years. I think it is going to contract. It is going to get much smaller. Opportunities are going to diminish. Budgets are going to diminish. And the chance to get uh, sort of niche uh, diversity shows on the air is also going to diminish. So that's my prediction. I would love to go more in depth about it some other time. But I actually think we are seeing sort of the beginning of the end of, like, this boom time for TV writers, personally.
1: Yeah, I think you might be on to something. It, it, I'm unclear as to... And you're right. I think it is a good um topic uh that we can go more in depth on. Yeah. But I'll just say real quickly that I do think, like, something's happening. Something is certainly changing. I'm a little unclear as to what the... It, what What the sort of landing spot will be. But certainly the... Direction seems to be some sort of contraction. Um, It's inevitable. It's it's inevitable, inevitable. And it was almost always inevitable from the beginning, right?
0: I mean, it starts with the consumer, right? It starts with the consumer. People are not going to have six or seven individual subscription fees every single month in perpetuity. Like, people are... I see. I already see people. You know, I talk to people. Did you watch that show? Oh no, I don't have Apple. Oh no, I did, I got rid of Netflix. Yeah. Oh no, I, I, I don't have Hulu anymore. Yeah, you know, and and that wasn't yeah. the case. I wasn't hearing that a lot three years ago. So I'm just saying that I think it's in the air. Everybody get ready, man. If you, if you've um, put your whole identity as a writer into television, yo, listen to your boy Sherman Payne. The G swope Write a spec feature.
1: Seriously, Ooh, I don't know if that's the way. Right, really?
0: a spec feature. Shoot, okay, you're gonna have to be doing everything, bro. Let me tell you. Well, something. Well, I agree with that, but I you're mean, you're not gonna be the able movie to just
1: business count. was. I mean, you, you got like, I mean, no, business not a, went to pennies a long time ago. I don't know, bro. I've been eating. I, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Your I, boy's well, been eating. I, <laughs> I just mean in terms of and not pennies, in terms of like what individuals are being paid, but in terms of like there are only you know. Sure, it's of, you, sure. it's hard to make a living
0: um, sure. for
1: m- less it's less writers make a living doing that now than they did
0: i'm um, sure. i'm talking you know, about a dystopian future ago. i'm talking about a dystopian future where buildings are crumbling and the streets are occupied by zombies you have to learn how to scavenge and also hunt you can't just rely on you can't just rely on one or the other or else you're going to starve so i'm just saying expand your portfolio because right now we have like sort of in the television industry a warm body situation, right? There's so many shows; they need warm bodies to fill the seats. Tons of people <laughs> right. are getting opportunities that they normally wouldn't get, and I'm just saying that those low level entry break in opportunities are going to be harder and harder to come by yeah, if the industry true. starts to shrink. You might want to diversify, diversify your bonds, nigga. You know what diversify I'm saying? Diversify
1: your like, portfolio because a recession is coming both in the both in the uh, real world and you know, of economics because that's happening within two years. And uh, in the in the movie business, it is true. I'll just say, last, lastly, that for me personally, I've been thinking a lot about, especially as the show I used to work on, This Is Us, ended uh, recently and ended beautifully. R.I.P. R.I.P. This Is Us. I've been thinking about, you know, that broadcast game. Because you know what? You know what has gone fucking nowhere? Broadcast, broadcast television. You know, you, know wh-
0: you know who told us that? You
1: know who told us <laughs> that? Zahir.
0: here's Zahir. <Zahir's> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, y'all are He's chasing like, all Zahir. these streaming, <laughs> yeah. cable, I, and I'm and I'm meanwhile reaching 3 million minimum every week.
1: <laughs> yes. He said it, and he was right. And he was yeah. right. I don't think we fought him on it, but he, he was right, and I totally mm. agree. Like, broadcast is standing in the cut like, yo, <laughs> like, we told y'all. We told y'all we're just going to be here. We're not going to be making the greatest shows, but we'll be here and people will be watching us and advertisers will be advertising on our shows. We're going nowhere. So, you know, you might want to develop for broadcast. That's
0: that's another thing. Hey, don't just write your weird, anti-hero, basic cable, gritty drama. Get some light stuff for broadcast going, man. Get your procedural game up. I'm just saying that, like, these days of, like, a million different streamer shows and they all need staff writers to fill the basic, you know, bottom rung of the hierarchical ladder. Those days are probably coming to an end very soon. And if you're not in already, it's going to be even more difficult because the competition is going to be really steep. So why not have different samples for different things, including features?
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, Now that we've got that, We've scared everybody to death and, you know. Just facts. You know. <laughs> Just facts, sure. Lessons. You know, lower the hope meter for uh, aspiring screenwriters.
0: No hope. Uh, you shouldn't have any hope anyway. <laughs> what are you hoping
1: for? What does that get you? Hope. Yeah. All right. I've got uh, um, five more screenwriting yes. commandments. I feel like there should be a theme song, but we'll leave that up to AKB. He'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll figure it out. I actually have six, and be honest here. Well, that really um,
0: messes up the whole paradigm, man.
1: It does. But I'm going to go on the fly and see if I drop one of them. And if I don't, uh, then there will be five. Okay. So here we go. Number five <clears throat> is in this business, it is a community. So Mm -hmm. I think it's always important that wherever you are in your career, whether you're an aspiring person, whether you're a showrunner, whether you're a person with 10 feature credits, and especially as a person of color, I I believe this to be true, but one of my commandments is to help others, help other writers. You're part of a bigger community that's bigger than just yourself. And so if that means reading other stuff, belonging to a writing group, encouraging other people, helping other people to get opportunities if you're in a position to do that, or even to just, you know, uh have some camaraderie with fellow writers and share work, et cetera, help others as much as you can and whenever you can and at the level that you can. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a commandment in my opinion, because it helps and especially uh again writers of color it helps everybody to sort of paddle this boat or move this rock up the hill of us you know move this rock of inclusion up the hill uh a little bit further the more we help each other so that's Okay I have, I have a lot of thoughts about
0: this This is a great commandment but I have a lot of thoughts Yes My first thought is show you know historically I agree with you I have had this idea in my own career that if any black person asks me for help, I'm going to try my hardest to give them that help, whether Mm -hmm. it's reading, whether it's just meeting with them and giving them a little bit of like, you know, I'm talking to people who, you know, mainly are beginners. Like how do you get started? How do you make it your staff writer? How do you keep your career going? That kind of low level stuff. Mm -hmm. Last year I looked up at my calendar and realized that, I was meeting with a different, young, aspiring person every day of the week, and I didn't know any of them. And I said, man, I can't keep going at this rate. I cannot just have a blanket policy of helping everybody because all my afternoons are now booked and I'm speaking to people I don't even really know. That doesn't seem like the right way to go about it. So I'm curious, like what rules, because I know you're sought after for advice as well. What rules have you established for yourself? in terms of helping people out? Do you have any rules? Is it all, you know, all people are welcome. Do you draw limits? Like how do you actually decide when you're going to help somebody or not?
1: No, I generally don't have any rules except for if I have time, you know, it really just comes down to if, if I have the time to read something or to whatever, whatever form it is, meet for coffee, a meet for coffee is always easier in my opinion, or yeah. a virtual meet or something like that. That's even easier than than like reading a piece of material. So that's easy to do. But um I'm always open for that. You know, look, if the the way I'm reaching this person is more personal, like I met them at some event or someone I really know well is recommending them to me, they get slid up in the sort of like priority level a little right. bit more. But but no, man, I mean my rules are just if I can do it, I'll try to do it.
0: I've been really turned off by reading absolute beginners. Honestly. <laughs> um, sometimes I read work that is it's so that tough. is so far from... E- it's not even ready to hear my notes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like It's so yes. absolute beginner that the stuff that I'm going to talk to you about is actually too sophisticated, even on the most basic level, for you to even understand. And this sort of goes into my next thing that I wanted to say about this commandment well, is...
1: This is a commandment coming up, too, but okay. go.
0: But yeah. I was going to say is, like, you got to do it. Yes, have a community. Enjoy the social aspect of this business because there is a social aspect. But you got to be able to do it yourself, too. And you got to be able to sit in a office or a coffee shop and work your own shit out a little bit, too. And I think that what happens sometimes is that people crave the social aspect and the instant gratification of somebody reading their work and being exposed to their work more than they crave like doing the hard work that comes with being a writer alone and so like you know i sort of like get very skeptical when i see like a brand new writer go like i need an accountability buddy or i need to join a writer's group it's like no you don't you need to like sit in front of your computer alone and toil and like write,
1: I get that. Write garbage that. and
0: figure it out yourself. Because like when you come to the to the G swot, bro, I'm giving you gold, and you got to be in the
1: place to accept yeah. and, the gold. Like you can't run. You may tri- only you may only get that once. So you you know. Well,
0: if you're if your script is really whack and very beginner, you're definitely only getting it once. And I'm gonna wish you best of luck, not in a mean way, but I'm not reading the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like for what? Yeah. Like you have more work to do. I just wanted to say like I had an analogy which is like you can't run the triangle offense, Phil Jackson's famous triangle offense if you don't know how to dribble with both hands yet. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you haven't I learned do. how to actually just dribble, you can't run a complex basketball offense and I need you to have a certain prerequisite of skills coming in uh to even to even be able to accept that advice. And also like, you know, work on work on your own shit yourself, man, like that, you know, you got to do that too. For sure. All right, shoe. So what's uh what's what's number four?
1: Okay, or, number or four or number six.
0: Number four. Are we counting <laughs> the, backwards or forwards? Backwards,
1: backwards, backwards. All right. But the last episode we said it's no particular order, but it's from ten to six. Okay. That's, not how, big, that's not how big that's how big he one. did it, but okay. Whatever. I know. Well, he did do it backwards.
0: No, rule numero uno. Really? Yeah, I actually think he said rule, nombre uno, (laughs) which means name uno. Anyway, yeah.
1: Well, Benny did 20 to 11, down from 20 to 11. Um, Okay, they're confusing me.
0: Go ahead, (laughs) Shu. The next one. We'll just call it the next one. just have a
1: random 10. Yeah, the next one. The next one. (laughs) All right. um, The next one is... This is a, you'll notice that a lot of these are internal and not craft ones, although I do have a craft one coming up. And a lot of it is because I think in this business and also just trying to be a better writer, the combination of sort of art and business, what it demands of you is, of course, the craft side, but it also demands, like, a lot of internal stuff. And that's what I talked about in terms of, Confidence versus arrogance before, for example mm-hmm. and this is sort of on that wavelength, which is I think it's really important for an artist, especially as a writer in a business that tries to tell you everything about trends and I talked a little bit about that um, mm-hmm. on the on the last set of, of, of commandments but the one of the keys is always trust yourself. you as a writer have a unique perspective and a unique point of view Yes. now and a unique way of expressing it now yes. you need to as Sherman said you need to make sure your stuff is uh, at a the craft level is high that you're executing all that the stories make sense that they're well structured that the characters are deep that they have wants and needs etc 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 but even when you do all that you'll show your material to people people will have feedback. And sometimes that feedback will be very passionate. And sometimes those people whose feedback is very passionate that you completely disagree with, sometimes those people are writing your check. Ooh,
0: (laughs) a lot of times they're writing your
1: check. (laughs) And so you still have to find a way in all that to trust yourself. Trust yourself as an artist. Trust yourself as a storyteller. Trust the training that you've had the experience that you've had in front of that uh, laptop or in front of that computer, as Sherman talked about toiling, toiling away, that if yeah. you feel something is right or is going to work, then you got to trust yourself that that's going to, that's going to be the case.
0: Uh, let me, can I give a little anecdote about this? Yes, of course. Okay. Cause one, I wholeheartedly agree. If you don't believe that you have something unique to say, that's specific to you, why you're a writer right? Like that's, that's a prerequisite for, doing you know, I'm using that word a lot today, prerequisite, but that's like, a, that's like a prereq for doing this job. Like if you don't have anything unique to say, you don't think that your point of view on the world and on humanity and on storytelling is important. Why are you doing it? Let somebody who believes in themselves do it. Get out of the way, please. Um, you know, for my, <clears throat> my first uh, open writing assignment job way back when, when I got started was a, uh, Feature film uh, with Overbrook, who I've worked with a lot, uh, Will Smith and um, James, what's his name, James Lassner. Um, mm-hmm. Working with them, and uh, we we came. It was a murder mystery. We came up with this whole elaborate plot, and here I am, a brand new writer, and we're and I'm going beat by beat on what we agreed upon, and then I just thought to myself, man, I'm gonna. I, I thought of a twist, man, and I thought of a brand new villain, right? Like a secret, the secret mm. villain who's revealed. I just came up with it and I was like, you know what? If I pitch this to them, they're probably gonna shoot it down. But if I just execute it in the draft, I think it's a real winner. And so I just called it Audible, man. You know, nobody gave me permission. Mm. I didn't run it by anybody. I just did it because it felt right for the story. And nobody said a word. Everybody loved it. And no and everybody mm. forgot, even they forgot what we had agreed upon before I wrote it. But I just really followed my instinct and just, and that's, I think was a pretty big risk for a brand new writer, right? Like I could have been scared mm-hmm. and like, oh, I got to stick to the beat sheet we'd agree upon. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I called it audible, I tried it out and it really worked out. And I think that's the kind of risk and that's the kind of sort of betting on yourself that you have to do when you're a writer. So I totally agree with this commandment.
1: That's awesome. That's a great story. Great way to to illustrate the commandment of trust yourself. Go with your gut. All right, next one. Go with your gut. Yeah, go with your gut. Next one. uh, We're counting down here. Three more left. Next one. Always be a student. The masters are students of the game. Yes. Masters never stop being students. Yes. And so always, no matter where you are, always be a student of this craft always be a student of uh, what it is to tell stories because there's always new learning to be done and you know when the opportunity presents itself of course we've talked about this before and maybe this should have been a commandment when the opportunity presents itself you want to be ready but the key to being ready at every opportunity that comes along um, throughout your journey as a screenwriter is to always be a student always be learning allows you to always be ready. Um, yeah so that's my love That's it. the next one you yeah. will
0: add also steal just take it if you <laughs> see something no for real if you see something yeah. an element that you know don't steal people's whole stories but like if you st- if you you know be open to like new ways of doing things and if you see it working on somebody else's script or you watch a movie where a certain element works take it and put it in your shit that's fine man it's it's in a different context It's in the context of your story take it you know shout out grania godfrey friend of the friend of listener and also friend of the program um you know i remember i can't remember specifically what it was i remember reading a script from grania years and years ago and she had like this little moment where a character got knocked out and then and then woke up and it was just a small moment but I really love the way she laid it out on the page with, like, sort of the new slug line and the fade to black. I just really love the way she did it. And I just took it. And I've used that in so many scripts since. Just learned a new way of doing it. And then I just stole it and put it in my shit. Hmm. <laughs> Does she know that? <laughs> hey, Granya, She's probably listening. Hey, Grania. I stole from you. <laughs> I stole from you shamelessly what's she gonna do sue me, sue, it, me wrote, <laughs> no, sue me because I wrote sue me because I wrote somebody it's getting knocked thing. out the same way that she did no come on but it's, it's, a, it's oh, actually a sign of God admiration you. if I steal from you you know Bob snow and Christian also friends of the show I take from them all the time man I read their scripts and I'm inspired I'm inspired by the way they lay things out yes. on the page and I just take it yes always got to be a student and always got to be yes. a
1: thief love it love it all right last two and i have a feeling that of the ones you know last episode i could kind of predict which ones you might have an issue with i think both of these you might have an issue with but i'm gonna frame one of them in such a way that you might not but 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 let's just see so these are the the first the last one you're definitely gonna have an issue with but um here is the last two okay all right, you know there's a line in one of what you know. I've professed my admiration for the lyricism and storytelling of one Benny the Butcher. Um, and what in a, one what of a, these, by the way,
0: what a great rap name,
1: Benny the Butcher. I mean, it's
0: just such a great rap name.
1: It is. It's, it's excellent. Really
0: is. I mean, in a world of just everybody being like little this and big that and baby that, like Benny the Butcher. Just, I mean, oh. It's
1: great greatness really he's right. he's a he's a, uh, a fantastic uh visual storyteller um in one of his songs, I can't remember what the song is but in one of his songs he talks about there's a chorus that says and I'm gonna jack it up but who cares there's a chorus or a hook that says something like um feet on the ground a hundred in the ceiling something else and then um you're nothing in these streets or you can't make it in these streets if your only hustle is drug deal. Mm-hmm. And so my commandment is screenwriters, if you're like a television writer or whatever, have another hustle. Have another hustle in this game. What do I mean by that? Here is a version. A version of it is what Sherman just talked about. When the like, shit dries up, because you just wrote television, you wrote a whole bunch of television, because right now the demand is television, right? So you just right. wrote a whole bunch of television. You you just wrote television. You don't know how to write a feature at all. That's not having another hustle. You got to have a feature hustle. Mm. What's your feature hustle? Can, can you write a feature? Oh, I just write dramas. I only write drama. I don't write anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything else. You don't have like a, write a quirky comedy. That's one right. version of, to me, have another hustle, have another writing hustle. Well, I, I'm but,
0: interested to hear what you what you uh, have to say about this, because I remember when you got staffed for the first time, you had, an, you like, between seasons, went and did another hustle.
1: Yes, yes, of course. This is my, yeah, yes. This is my, this was what I was going to say next. It's like, there's the, like, in just writing hustle, but there's also like, I was a reality show editor for many years and the first time that i got it really taught me how to write honestly Mm -hmm. Um, but the first time that i got staffed and started making money as a writer between seasons i just went right back to editing right and for some people that might be back to the office or back to I don't know, back to their maintenance job or back to, you know, driving Uber or whatever it is, right? Right. Or (laughs) back to their crypto hustle. Whatever the hustle. Don't,
0: don't, don't. Okay, don't. don't, I can't push that.
1: I can't (laughs) push that. I can't push that. I can't push that. But whatever, (laughs) like, whatever your hustle is, and I don't mean, you know, sometimes hustle gets to like a negative connotation. Yeah. You know, I I don't mean it in that way. You know, when I was growing up, it was always about having a hustle, meaning like in the sense that like have other efforts, you know, other things that you're doing to bring in money, to advance your career, to have the potential to advance your career. Do you want to direct a short? Do you you want to, you know, whatever, try to find other ways so that your hustle is not just this very narrow lane that you're going to try to get into. I just write television pilots on spec and that's how i'm going to try to get into or advance it in this business that's not the right way to go i really think you need to have another hustle
0: yeah i mean i think you're right to predict that i have a little bit of an issue with this i mean i what you're saying is smart i get it but like if you're anything like me you're just a fiend you can't help it You don't have time for much else because you're just obsessed, and so like I understand it's really smart advice. But like, Shu, did you ever like in college have um, any friends who were like rappers, but like true MCs? Like no, no. Okay, I did. I had a lot of friends who were like real, and they just would never sign a deal.
1: Rappers or no, no, they just really wanted to rap. They
0: just really loved to rap. Yeah, normal rappers. Whatever. That was just what their passion was. Yeah, and it'll okay. be like, yo, Negro, shut up. Like, we're in line at Wendy's. Like, stop. Can you stop freestyling for like two seconds? Oh, God, you're rhyming. O- like, we're listening to Jay Z and you're rhyming over Jay. Like, shut up. But, like, they couldn't help it because that's what they were obsessed does with. That like, does that
1: does it, count? Does it's called person... a microphone
0: fiend. It's called a microphone <laughs> fiend. And I'm sort of like a screenwriting hey. fiend. It's very hard for me to break. But what I will say is, I do think that there are husks. I, I like the way you framed it. Because I do think that there are hustles within the industry yes. that can contribute to your primary goal. You know, they're complementary. They're not. They're not at odds with what you're doing. It's not like you're a screenwriter and then also like you know you're uh, also trying to be a fine art photographer. Those two things don't really quite go together. But are you a screenwriter and you're an editor? 100
1: with it. Well, if you're
0: a screenwriter and you're a producer, 100% with it, because I think those things can actually
1: actually complement each other. I'm going to say that, like, I think the essence of the commandment is that if you want to, I'm just making up a thing. I want to be a comedy, you know, comedy writer, half-hour single-camera comedy writer. That's my lane. Right. That's really what I feel like is best. You should go all in and do that, of course, right? But I'm saying, like, I'm I'm actually talking about maybe I'm being a much more sort of like base level, like thinking of a person like, like me, like us, who's just trying to scratch to make a dollar while I'm doing that. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I, I'm right, not right, really right. talking about like, if you've made it, although you can apply that same thing, I guess, but you know, I'm really talking about you're scratching to try to get in and like, you got to put a roof over your head and survive, and also like eat and be able to go on a date, you know, and try to make it as a single camera comedy writer, you know, writing those specs. Have another hustle, man. I mean, do some other things, you know. But are you talking about like a day job? Or are you talking about? I'm I'm a little confused. You know, Jada Kiss in that in that Locks Dipset thing, uh-huh. when he was when he was rhyming, like between one of the rhymes, he says something I love so much, which he was just like, like I'm not on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a fucking whatever a fashion line. Yeah. Like I rhyme.
0: Right. This That's is what, what I do.
1: Like I'm. <laughs> this is all I do. You're. There's no way that you're going to compete with me on this right. stage because this is all I do. I live, eat, and breathe this, so, which right. I, I, I totally agree. I'm totally, totally with that. I totally, okay. totally with that. But there's another part of me that says like, while you're trying to be the best MC or while you're trying to be the best writer or best screenwriter, right? And mm-hmm. you're living, eating, and breathing that, right? There is this notion of like, in order to make that work, like, you gotta have another hustle too. Do you know what I mean? Well, to feed okay. that. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? You
0: know, the. Yes, like, I do. Know like, what you're I saying. gotta
1: go edit so that I, I do... can keep. I two apartments and have an apartment in L.A. and one in New York. And in order to pay both rents, like I got to do something. I would love to get another writing job, but that's not going to happen. So I got to go do this other job that's going to uh, get me the money I need. Do you know what I'm saying? And and, I I, and there are several ways that I can cut a pie to bring in revenue so that well, I can the feed about the one thing I need to do.
0: The, listen, we really respect the guys who just rap, but those are not the guys who become the superstars so the question is like what you know what i'm saying like like Jadakiss is great and to a certain segment of society Jadakus is huge but he's not like he he's not ll cool j do right. you know what i mean right. he's not uh 50 cent he's not right, right. he's not quite as These big are guys as those guys. other
1: hustles yes yeah the the last one, which I know you're... I don't know, actually. Maybe you won't disagree with this. This is the single piece of advice I've been given, I mean, even dating back to, like, when I was an undergraduate film student. I happened to, by way of a weird set of circumstances, meet Oliver Stone twice and... Both times I asked him the same dumb, you know, undergraduate question that Mm -hmm. you would ask, which is like, what advice can you give a film student who's trying to, you know, make it in this industry? And he said the same thing both times. And other people have said it to me since. And what he said was, don't give up. And I thought to myself at that time, like, God, how lazy and stupid of a piece Mm -hmm. of advice to give me don't give up. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, at 19, I had no intention of giving up, or, you know, at, at and I still haven't. But I have found the wisdom in that simple piece of advice because right. as we've talked about, you know, several times on here, so, so much of this, so much of this is just a perseverance game. And it really is hard um, to make it, of course, uh, and to get your work read and to get paid to write and to continue to maintain a career and whatever. But um, I think it is simple but but elegant also um, and easier said than done for many people. Um, I think it's important that not to give up. I mean, I
0: basically agree with that. I mean, I know a lot of people who for example, we went to film school with. And like three years after film school, they're doing something to film. <laughs> they have a whole nother career that's not film related. And right. I'm like, you went through all that just to give up in three years? Just to right. like be like, and hey, it didn't work out? I think that is nuts, right? But like, I also, and I said this before, and I said it jokingly, I think last time, which is like, I gave the advice to people, yeah, give up. Quit.
1: Yeah, and, exactly. That's and, but what the reason disagree. I say
0: that is yeah. because like, you the people listen the people who are really about it would never listen to that advice and so like i do think that that's it is good advice don't give up because we've all had moments of doubt we've all had moments where we couldn't see a check coming from this stuff and like we needed to get out and do something else and make some money and stuff and like should i just give up everybody's had that but i think for a lot of people who are crazy enough to pursue this thing and a lot of people listening here they're never thinking about giving up anyway. They're somehow, some way going to keep pursuing writing. It might look different than a full-time dedication to writing because that's not achievable for everybody, but it's going to be like, Hey, I'm waking up. I'm waking up at four in the morning so I can get my, so I can get a couple hours in before I have to get ready for work. Hey, I'm staying up till two every night. I'm going to go to work sleepy because I need to stay up and write. Hey, my baby's taking a nap. That's 90 minutes of good writing time. So I think, for the people who are crazy enough and probably the people who are listening to this podcast giving up is not really an option for them but I do appreciate that encouragement because you like you said and I agree with this part perseverance is the name of the game man you got to be mm-hmm. in it to win it right like if you're if you're out there's there's no chance there's no opportunity if you're still got your you know head in the game trust me people are going to fall by the wayside The road is going to get clearer for you. The traffic jam is going to clear up slowly but surely the longer you stay in and you're going to be see a clearer path to your goal eventually.
1: Yeah, I I think that's so great. And you also mentioned something that brings up like another part of this, especially as you get older, as of another part of this, like don't give up mantra or advice, which is that like even in the not giving up, you still may need to change. I think we all have to change our approach and revise our approach throughout a career, no matter how successful or quote unsuccessful we are. I think we always at different stages yeah. have, to, have go to go, like, you know what, let me reset, let me take a different approach on what I'm doing with my career, right? When adapt. You, when you, you have to adapt. Yeah, you adapt, you know? And so it may, like you said, it may not be like I'm. 25 and I have no children and I can just, you know, sit in front of the computer and write specs all day, it might not look like that at 45 and I still am trying to break in. It might look like, like you said, I I can grab those two hours, you know, before work and some time on the weekend and I'm still, you know, and I'm doing a screenwriting conference or whatever and I'm listening to the diversity hires and I'm still trying to do it. That's fine, and you may have to reinvent how you approach, but I think the key is that still works as long as you're not giving up, you know? 100. Agree. Yeah.
0: Uh, Shoot, I think you should hit us with the, the last, the extra commandment, because I have a feeling we might end up cutting that one, but just, okay. just say, for
1: safety, so we have it. All right, it's another internal one. but. All right. The next one I have had to tell myself this over and over and over again, and I I really wonder what you think about this Sherm. because I I am you know a passionate screenwriter, more so just a passion. I like to I like being a passionate artist. I, I like to think mm-hmm. of myself that way at least. You know, even though we're yes. in a business, um, I really like what I do when I'm able to do it. And and able to, knock on wood, do it well. But one of the things I have to tell myself, and this is the commandment, is that at least in this business, screenwriting or television writing, I'm passionate about it. It's what I do. But it's not who I am. And even though the things that I express on the page have a big part of, like, um, you know me in them right. obviously you have to bring that i think you're in a dangerous place when you over identify your career or your title or anything like that um, with you you as a person and so Ooh, i don't one... know if i
0: agree with this one
1: <laughs> and so i i have to always tell myself that it, it is you know, because I think, and where I where I, what I'll say is, I think it sort of goes back to the confidence arrogance thing a little bit. But w- w- the way I think it can manifest itself is that there are times whether you're like a staff writer in a room and you know working on something, and you have a disappointing, let's say, experience. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's with a particular script or with the whole room or Whatever you have a disappointing experience, or you're develop, you know you're developing. You write a movie, your movie comes out, and nobody sees it, or something like that. Any of these disappointments, I think, if you over-identify the things that you do and the things that you put out into the world with like you, those things can be crushing blows to you personally, like, oh, okay. as a person, as opposed to being something that's like. Yes, it can still be a crushing blow, but it's not, like, who you are. It's also the reason that, like, to me, and I'll shut up and let you speak, it's also, like, I find that the people that you work for that won't, like, let you go home at night, you know, when you're on a staff or whatever, those are the people who believe, like, cannot separate the work and what they do from who they are. It is the same thing for them. And they, you know, can become, uh, you know, horrible coworkers or horrible bosses Mm -hmm. as a result and so i always think it's a danger to over identify uh, what you do with who you are i think those are two need to be uh, kept in check as two separate things
0: okay i i swear to get what you're saying now and i and i do agree with that partially you know bro i'm a writer you know and i can say that very confidently and knowing you i'm like yo she was a writer too sometimes i meet people who do the act of writing screenplays. And I go, they're not really a writer, though. Mm, I don't see it. They're not really a writer. They don't have it in them. They don't have that glow. They don't have it in them. (laughs) And And so for me, I really do think when I say I'm a writer, it speaks to certain things, man. It speaks to the way that I see the world differently than the average person. It speaks to the way that I'm interested and sort of observant. And inside my own head a lot, I think there are certain things about me that are encompassed in the phrase writer and in the title writer. But where I'm going to agree with you is I am not my scripts and I am not my produced work and I am not the show that I'm staffing on. And I don't take any of that shit personally at all. I mean, you know, I try not to take any of it personally at all. But if something makes it to the screen and it doesn't quite work, I don't feel like that's a blow to me. I feel like that's a blow to the project, man. The product didn't work. You know what I mean? I feel like if I'm on a show and it's uh, it's the show isn't working, what do I have to do with that? that? There's a million different factors that go into making a even a screenplay work, right? Because it's not just us, unless it's a spec that you've written by yourself. And that's where it gets really hard to detach yourself from. If it's, If it's just you and you've written it alone, then it's really hard to detach yourself from. But any work for hire, anything that goes out into the world, anything where you have to take notes from producers who write your checks it, it, at that point it ceases to be me it's now yeah, I, a, it's now a collaboration and i cannot be responsible i cannot shoulder the the success or failure of that particular screenplay personally because it's not just me anymore
1: yeah but mm-hmm. i think even when it's when it is let's say it's a, a spec feature or whatever and let's twist it a little bit and say it is ultra successful right I think you're in a. Oh, then dangerous... it's me. Then it's all me, baby. Yeah, I think. I think you're. <laughs> and I think one, not you. I was stop saying you. One, a person yeah. is in a is in a dangerous place when they attach that to themselves, like to their sense of being in the world, because that shit is temporary, man. That the applause and the booze are both transitory and temporary. True. So if you overattach with with what that is, I am so good at I'm such a good writer. I won X, Y, and Z awards for this. The crowd is cheering me. Oh, I'm on cloud nine, right? right. Like that is me. It's like that is my being, right? Then when these motherfuckers start booing, which they will, or the next one doesn't hit, which it won't, it's bound to happen because this is just how the world. This is how life works then you're gonna be in the intersection with your in, with your drawers on, yelling at people with a gun or something. You know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> it's only a few steps before, yeah. between like, between that, between the success and being in an intersection, going crazy or going off on somebody in the office or whatever, because you've over identified you, you person with you screenwriter, or you whatever, artist. So I just, it's a cautionary thing that I would say to people. And it's also, it's not just a cautionary thing. Mm-hmm. It's also, to me, the reason it's a commandment, it is actually like key to doing good work. Key to doing good work is being in balance, in my opinion. And so that you're never too high when the when the, when the the applause is on and you're never too low when the boos come, because they will. And right. I'm using metaphors, of course, but when the things get tough, you're not too low either, you know, so... I think it's really important to, hey, this is what I do. I do my best at it. I am am passionate about it. But it is not who I am because I can't give who I am to an audience that is fickle.
0: All right. I do agree with that portion of it. Absolutely.
1: That's all I got, folks.
0: Well, that was wonderful. Once again, I think that concludes. Depending on how we edit this, it's either going to be 11 commandments It's either going to be 11 commandments or 10 commandments. But I thank you for putting that together, Shu, uh, and enduring my blind, rambling reactions. But uh, listen, we said we're going to give shorter episodes. This episode really isn't that short. So I think it's time we wrap this puppy up with our favorite segment. Don't do that shit. Don't do that
1: shit. Do that shit.
0: All right, so you know what Don't Do That Shit is. It's a place where we give you a little bite-sized piece of advice by telling you what not to do. Other people will encourage you and tell you what to do and be positive. That's not our flavor over here. We're a little more negative. We're going to tell you what not to do in hopes that you can improve your writing, your life, your career, whatever. So shoot uh, today, our Don't Do That Shit comes from yours truly. You ready? Ready. All right, here we go. Don't do this shit. Don't write... A screenplay, a movie, a teleplay, whatever. Don't write a script if you don't understand the basics of filmmaking. Do not write a script if you don't understand the basics of filmmaking. I really, really mean that. You should have at least an understanding of how a set works, how a camera works, how editing works, how sound design works, how color correct. Like you need to understand all of this before you put pen to paper. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Sometimes I'll read an absolute beginner script and there'll be a scene you know, where somebody has to get some information. And then in the, in the screen direction, they'll say something like, and then they wait for a few minutes. I'm like, are you kidding me? Is that literal? Are we you think that there's gonna be a a few minutes of screen time? Do you understand how movies work? You know, um, I remember one of my scripts uh early on in in uh my one of my first screenwriting classes, I did a hard cut, you know, I sort of did a time lapse, hard cut to something new. And my professor said, Wow, Sharon, way to use the power of the edit. And I thought to myself, yeah, I do know how to edit. I've edited a lot of stuff before. I've sat down on mm. uh, Final Cut and Avid and put stuff together. So I understand the rhythm of actual filmmaking. And I understand that you can't have two minutes of somebody waiting. You have to use mm-hmm. the cut. You know? Yes. when you're. It also just helps inform your writing. You know, when I'm writing screen direction, I don't know about you, Shu. I see the shots. And it affects mm-hmm. the way that I write it. I know I can actually write screen direction that feels like a wide shot. I can actually write screen direction yes. that feels like a close up because I understand how those things work. I actually can order them in such a way that gives you the rhythm of an actual scene flowing from shot to shot because I've sat in the editing bay of TV shows and watched editors put together shot after shot after shot and I've also done it myself. So yeah. I would say that like, you know, you have to under- to be an architect, you have to understand a little bit about construction. You can't just be an abstract Maybe, I mean, you could try, but you can't, it's not, you're not going to be successful if you're just this abstract, you know, this abstract idea. You know, your, your stuff is always going to come out like novels if you don't understand filmmaking. <laughs> and right. reading a screenplay that re- reads like a novel is horrible. It's just a different medium. It doesn't work. So before you sit down to put pen to paper, understand the basics of filmmaking. Make sure you know what a shot is. Make sure you know what the camera movements are. Make sure you know how editing works, so on and so forth.
1: What do you think, Shu? I mean, I think that's I think that's like, yes, very very good advice. My question is, I wonder how they would know if they don't know.
0: Go do shoot know something. I mean? Go shoot something. It can be on your iPhone. Go right. get
1: put You're together having, a have three some minute... experience. Yeah. Okay. You know,
0: go, listen. Every computer, every yeah. phone can handle basic editing software these days. Shoot, when you when you and I started, you needed specialized equipment. True. Now everybody has the ability to do it in their pocket. So go write a scene and shoot it. Go pick up a directing book and read it. Look, go on YouTube. There are so many breakdowns of scenes from a directing standpoint uh, of view. Go volunteer one day on a student film in your local area. Yep. Be a pa for a, a even a commercial shoot you're going to learn so much about how the actual medium works it's going to help your writing
1: yeah i mean i came up in a time when and i know you did too when like i mean not only did like the local community college not have any film classes yeah the f- damn university did not have <laughs> did not have like a relevant film course Of study of any of any kind, and now every community college has, uh, you know, films some sort of sort of filmmaking or video making program. So,
0: and again, I want to reiterate, do whatever. I want to reiterate that when I, you know, I actually straddled the line between editing film and editing digital. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when I started editing digital, it required honestly ten thousand dollars worth of equipment to really edit stuff. I mean, you had to buy a top of the line computer. You had to buy very memory was very expensive back then you had to buy drives and all this stuff nowadays it doesn't require that you can literally do it on your phone so take the time to learn about the physical production side of the industry you want to be in it's going to help your screenwriting yeah that's it let's wrap it up you have been listening to the Diversity Hires. You can find us across all social media Facebook, Instagram. I think we have a Twitter, but we probably don't do much on that. Anyway, we're at Div Hires Pod on all social media. You can also email us at uh, DiversityHires at
1: gmail.com if you have any comments or questions. I'm your co host, Sherman Payne. And I'm your other co host, Shukri Hassan Tillman. This show is produced by the wonderful AKB August K. Burton. And also our social media director is Tia, T-Dub, T-Ren, Tia ren -ren, sorry. Uh, We would love to hear from you. So please, we haven't had some reviews on our podcast in a while, so we'd love to get some more. And also feel free to reach out to us at diversityhires.com and we will answer questions on the podcast. We always like to build some of the podcast ideas out of your questions and concerns so feel free to reach out to us otherwise we will see you next time, could be next week, could be next month on the Diversity Highlands Peace